Section Two of Ornaments and Jade by Arthur Macon. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Chuck Williamson. Ornaments and Jade by Arthur Macon. Section Two the Turanians. The smoke of the tinker's camp rose a thin pale blue from the heart of the wood. Mary had left her mother to work on things, and had gone out with a pale and languid face into the hot afternoon. She had talked of walking across the fields to the green, and of having a chat with the doctor's daughter but she had taken the other path that crept down towards the hollow and the dark thickets of the wood after all she had felt too lazy to rouse herself to make the effort of conversation and the sunlight scorched the path that was ruled straight from stile to stile across the brown august fields and she could see even from far away how the white dust clouds were smoking on the road by the green she hesitated and at last went down under the far-spreading oak trees by a winding way of the grass that cooled her feet her mother who was very kind and good used to talk to her sometimes on the evils of exaggeration on the necessity of avoiding phrases violently expressed words of too fierce an energy she remembered how she had run into the house a few days before and had called her mother to look at a rose in the garden that burnt like a flame her mother had said the rose was very pretty and a little later had hinted her doubts as to the wisdom of such very strong expressions i know my dear mary she had said that in your case it isn't affectation you really feel what you say don't you yes but is it nice to feel like that do you think that it's quite right even the mother had looked at the girl with curious wistfulness almost as if she would say something more and sought for the fit words but could not find them and then she merely remarked you haven't seen alfred morehouse since the tennis party have you i must ask him to come next tuesday you like him the daughter could not quite see the link between her fault of exaggeration and the charming young barrister but her mother's warning recurred to her as she strayed down the shadowed path and felt the long dark grass cool and refreshing about her feet she would not have put the sensation into words but she thought it was though her ankles were gently sweetly kissed as the rich grass touched them and her mother would have said it was not quite right to think such things. 
and what a delight there was in the colors all about her it was as though she walked in a green cloud the strong sunlight was filtered through the leaves reflected from the grass and made all visible things the tree stems the flowers and her own hands seem new transformed into another likeness she had walked by the wood path over and over again but today it had become full of mystery and hinting and every turn brought a surprise today the mere sense of being alone under the trees was an acute secret joy and as she went down deeper and the wood grew dark about her she loosened her brown hair and when the sun shone over the fallen tree she saw her hair was not brown but bronze and golden glowing on her pure white dress she stayed by the well in the rock and dared to make the dark water her mirror, looking to right and left with shy glances and listening for the rustle of parted boughs before she would match her gold with luminous ivory. She saw wonders in a glass as she leaned over the shadowed mysterious pool and smiled at the smiling nymph, whose lips parted as if to whisper secrets as she went on her way the thin blue smoke rose from a gap in the trees and she remembered her childish dread of the gypsies she walked a little farther and laid herself to rest on a smooth patch of turf and listened to the strange intonations that sounded from the camp those horrible people she had heard the yellow folk called but she found now a pleasure in voices that sang and indistinctly heard were almost chanting with a rise and fall of notes and a wild wail and the solemnity of unknown speech it seemed a fit music for the unknown woodland in harmony with the drip of the well and the birds sharp notes and the rustle and hurry of the wood creatures she rose again and went on till she could see the red fire between the boughs and the voices thrilled into an incantation she longed to summon up courage and talk to these strange wood folk but she was afraid to burst into their camp so she sat down under a tree and waited, hoping that one of them might happen to come her way. There were six or seven men, as many women, and a swarm of fantastic children, lolling and squatting about the fire, gabbling to one another in their sing-song speech there were people of curious aspect short and squat high cheekboned with dingy yellow skin and long almond eyes only in one or two of the younger men there was a suggestion of a wild almost fawn-like grace as of creatures who always moved between the red fire and the green leaf 
though everyone called them gypsies they were in reality terranian metal workers degenerated into wandering tinkers their ancestors had fashioned the bronze battle axes and they mended pots and kettles mary waited under the tree sure that she had nothing to fear and resolved not to run away if one of them appeared the sun sank into a mass of clouds and the air grew close and heavy a mist steamed up about the trees a blue mist like the smoke of a wood fire a strange smiling face peered out from between the leaves and the girl knew that her heart leaped as the young man walked towards her the turanians moved their camp that night there was a red glint like fire in the vast shadowy west and then a burning paten floated up from a wild hill a procession of weird bowed figures passed across the crimson disk one stumbling after another in long single file each bending down beneath his huge shapeless pack and the children crawled last goblin-like fantastic the girl was lying in her white room caressing a small green stone a curious thing cut with strange devices awful with age she held it close to the luminous ivory and the gold poured upon it she laughed for joy and murmured and whispered to herself asking herself questions in the bewilderment of her delight she was afraid to say anything to her mother end of section two